Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I am joined once again by my regular co-hosts. Uh, we have WizKid Jeremiah Johnson and handsome Jamil Hussan. How's it going, guys? Good, good. <laughs> yep. It's good. It's good to be back. Band's back together. <laughs> the, the trio reunited at long last. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks since we were all able to be together and to do an episode like this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I can say off the bat for all our listeners out there, I don't think this is going to be our best episode or our longest episode. All three of us uh, have busy days in the in tomorrow, uh, and we're recording it a little later than we normally would, so it might be a bit of a speed run episode, but we're going to come at you and, and really just compact it in. We're going to give you all the hits and even less time than normal. That's how I like to look at it. Uh, My fault. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I am glad that Jeremiah returned this week, uh, and I'm pretty sure he returned this week because he knows what matchup I want to talk about first. It was uh, a very close struggle right down to the very end. Uh, but in fact, in the big battle between myself and Jeremiah for presumably the championship of the Evil Division of Evil, uh, Jeremiah did come out on top. Uh, he won 240.6 to 227.9 for me. Uh, Jeremiah, take me through it from your perspective. Um... I don't really have anything to say other than, like, you got to be, sometimes you got to be lucky to be good, right? Um, I think a lot of things just kind of aligned well. Like, Carl Edwards Jr. blew up on Sunday, which was great. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a lot to say. I think both of our teams kind of underperformed probably our best expectations, and luckily I came out on top. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, obviously I'm very disappointed with this outcome. Uh, things did not go as well over the weekend as they obviously could have. Uh, had a bunch of guys fail me down the stretch, which was always a bummer. Uh, I will also say, not to, to blow you up on the, the first episode back, Jeremiah, but uh, you did message me to concede defeat on Friday, only to win the matchup. So uh, I guess kudos to you for even besting your own expectations. But, you know, it was a hard-fought one. Uh, I never thought it was going to be an easy matchup. So, yeah, uh, we'll just have to adjust from here and keep on moving forward. Kinda, I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, kind of interesting that uh, Jeremiah uh, won with uh, his the leading score being uh, uh, was it Diaz with 23.5, not an offensive guy. So that's interesting. I, uh, I was, you know what, I was conceding defeat. I was being a good sport. Um, Chris Sale and Carlos Martinez were supposed to start Sunday and didn't, so they line up for two starts this week. But yay, yay for me! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like pretty pretty confident that you were going to win because you were up, I, I think, a decent amount going into the weekend. So yeah, I did have a, a good gap going there, but you managed to erase it even with uh, my uh, you know attempt to really max out those starts on Saturday. But uh, that's the other thing I think was a little bit interesting was that there were what I consider to be two good streamers available for Saturday, Wade Miley and Kyle Gibson. And you got to both those guys before I did. Didn't end up making that much of a difference in the end. But, uh, you know, if that had swung the, the difference, me not being available in time to pick up some streamers, that would have felt real bad. <laughs> I want to ask you, well, though, is this, does this loss um, kind of put the division hopes kind of farther now? Or are you still, still believing? Uh, yeah, I, th I think the division is more or less done. I mean, there's three weeks remaining, and I would essentially have to win out and have Jeremiah go 0-3. So I, I don't think that's a realistic option right now. 
Uh, I'm just concentrating on, you know, figuring out the math and seeing how many more matchups I can win in my quest for a, a wildcard berth. Mm. Honestly, it's better off this way anyway, because I'm going to have to play Ryan in the first round, and who wants that? <laughs> uh, that is a good point. Uh, you might have uh, won your way into a playoff loss. If you can uh, somehow conveniently like fall into eighth place, you're in a good place. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be nice, huh? Probably been saying that all year. Looking at you, Aiden. <laughs> uh, moving forward in our recap of last week, the top scoring team from last week with a massive 351.3 points was Cam McInnes defeating Wes. Uh, Wes was not able to put up, pull off the upset, although he did have 218.3 points, so a respectable total. But Cam, so hot right now. I'm afraid of Cam, not going to lie. He's, yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty legit right now. Like, if he didn't need any more help, he's got, like, Jimmy Nelson, who, like, who the fuck is Jimmy Nelson coming into the season, right? Like, we don't even know who he is. And now he's just, like, an ace. Yeah. In- fuck, man. He's got a lot of guys like that, too. Like, does he even have a weak spot? I don't know. Uh, I would like to point out that his past three point totals, though, 210, 284.5, and then 351.3. Could this be a case where Cam is peaking too early? All his guys are firing off now, but maybe not so much in the playoffs? Because this is also the first time, or sorry, the second time, second time, uh, first time since week four that he's topped 300 points in a week. Well, I mean... The scores you just read to me, I mean, the only one that seems shitty is 210. Like, 280 will probably win most weeks. Mm-hmm. And 350 obviously will. So, like, yeah, he's getting hot. But, I mean, this could also just be a case of he's getting hot at the perfect time. Going into the playoffs, He's his team's coming together and he's firing on all cylinders. So, I mean, it could just be that. Uh, also true. And, I mean, I, I think we can all agree Cam's team is very good at this point. I'm not trying to just, you know, abruptly disparage him. But it does seem like... If there, you were looking for an argument about why Cam's success was not all that it seems to be, it would be that he's had a lot of good luck for him, his pitching, especially in the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair argument to have. But at the same time, like, he's top. He might be the top team in total points. So, I mean. Yeah, his system is working. Like, I would rather face Ryan than I would Cam in a matchup right now. Really? 100%, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like Ryan's Ryan's banged up, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably hard to disagree on that point. Like his, uh, like you said, Cam's team. Like, it's hard to see a hole right now. Maybe, like right field with Shebler out. But even then, his team is still looking very dangerous. Like just to put this in context too, like Andrew Miller and David Phelps, like two of his better relievers, have been hurt. So. That's that, I mean, too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's also kind of frightening when you think about it, right? And Shebler has been hurt for a, a little bit, too, so. Like, Charlie Morton is putting up quality start after quality start. Like, what the hell? <laughs> the god, the god Zach Godley is on fire. So, I mean, go down his team, right? Like, you just list off people that are, are performing very, very well, so. Yeah. Avoid Cam. Uh, avoid Cam, indeed. Uh, indeed, you mentioned Ryan there. 
Uh, Ryan had a bit of an interesting week last week. Uh, he did win. He beat Ash, but he only had 172.8 points, uh, just enough to squeak out a win over Ash, who had 165.8. Uh, so the other end of the spectrum is Ryan's team cratering just before the the playoffs are going to begin here. He just avoided like disaster. That would, I was watching that matchup closely, and I thought Ash was going to pull it off, but man, he just he escaped that one. Like the issue, like, it's like what we were talking about, right? Like Ryan has so many injuries right now that it's like it's hard to to really hold this against him, right? Like I think he has. Oh, he's got a lot of guys healthy, but like Salvador Perez is hurt, uh, Matt Holiday, right? Carlos Correa is hurt. I mean, Ryan's better than this, but he's definitely like if he continues to go this way, we'll lose the possibility of winning the division for whatever that's worth. So, mm-hmm. well, and I think the most shocking thing from Ryan is how bad his batters did. He only had thirty nine point eight points from them, and like collectively as a unit we've been saying all season like these should be top tier guys but right now they are not delivering on that promise yeah i mean jason kipnis is like the epitome of this example right like somebody who was very solid last year but is very bad this year um matt holiday i I don't know who had matt holiday and traded him to ryan but he's very bad too so (laughs) i think ryan dropped them recently yeah yeah but i mean if, if you look at his bats holistically like outside of like andrew mccutcheon kind of bouncing back Everybody on his team is basically having a down season compared to their norm, right? Like Chris Bryan is having a down season. Mm. <clears throat> um, Salvador Perez is shitty in the second half of every season ever. So, yeah. you know, it's like his pitching is, is to me, like best in the league, bar none, right? But do you think with all these uh, injuries, you think 172 is still kind of disappointing or is, it, is that expected because of the injuries? I, like, I think it's disappointing. I think that 172 points, no matter who you are, is a not bad gonna, week, right? You're not going to win that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, especially Ryan, too, right? Like, you got to be able to, to have the depth to overcome that, right? Especially if you're in that top echelon of teams. Like, for Ryan, it's championship or bust, right? Like, anything else would be a disappointment, I would say, at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you got to be able to overcome that, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing... Uh, not to, you know, ignore Ash's team, but I think Ryan's is the more relevant one here. Uh, a lot of his guys are guys who are superstars on bad teams, you know, like Adam Duvall in Cincinnati, McCutcheon, Pittsburgh, uh, Jose Abreu in the the White Sox organization. Like, you got to also wonder, as these teams are playing less and less meaningful games, whether they start resting these guys and whether that runs into uh, some problems for Ryan, too. Um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting point I never really thought of. Um, I forgot he had Adam Duvall, to be honest with you. But Jose Abreu, that's like a totally logical argument. Um, and you also got to wonder too, right? Like, some of the guys he has, like Steven Souza or, or Drupal Cabrera, like, how often will Ryan have to play these guys? And if so, like, these are like below replacement, well, maybe not Souza, but Cabrera's are below replacement level players, so. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're putting these guys in your lineup on the daily, like... It's not going to go well. Yeah, well, I guess time will tell if uh, Ryan is able to overcome this. But for now, a couple other matchups we can take a look at here. Another guy who put up big points this week out of seemingly nowhere uh, was Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati. 321 points. Would you look at that? (laughs) Uh, 
which was uh, more than enough to defeat Flex Fox, who had 194.4. Huge playoff implications here, obviously, but Mike Kaminsky seemingly reinserting himself very forcefully into this playoff race. Maybe this was his ploy all along. Sell everybody and then just go off. (laughs) Like, he only got five out of seven starts, which is kind of amazing. But, like, is Wilson Contreras not the best catcher in fantasy right now? Probably. Like... Like that, forty-six points from Wilson Contreras, right? And forty-five points from I. We had this argument. I don't know if this podcast aired, but Alex Bregman is literally on fire. <laughs> so same like, with Stanton. Stanton's like yeah, Stanton's been really good, but Alex Bregman has been like insane. Forty-five points this, in that week. So, um, yeah, and this is like Kershawless, Mike Kaminsky too. So. That's it's kind of hard to see to believe three twenty one for a team that for all of us probably thought it was all kind of on a sell mode and like rebuild mode and yeah like he still has pieces like Verlander and Darvish so that's I kind of see where the points are generating from and obviously Mike Trout but the big name is obviously right now is Contreras who's on a tear so. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned the five starts thing. If you look at the point totals from those five starts, he had 25.5, 25, 20.5, 18, and 1. Like, four huge starts in one week. Like, any team would, like, be buoyed by that in a huge way, as Kaminsky was. Well, what's more, like, shocking, though? Mike Kaminsky's point total or Flex Fox's, like, disappointing total? Well, see, I'm not as shocked by Flex's total. Like, I, he's obviously been a very hot team recently. He's got a good team. He was looking very good heading into the playoffs. But I think in a lot of ways, he was, you know, eventually every team's going to have a bad week, and he'd been hot for a while. So maybe it was a, a little bit overdue. And it wasn't even that low of a point total. So uh, I'm not as shocked by that in my mind. Mm. Fair. Yeah. And what I just looked up. Who else had those good starts, like you mentioned, uh, Nick? But what about he and Jen Ryu with back-to-back 20-point starts? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I wonder I wonder if Mike's kind of wondering if he was going off earlier and he could have sold them off as well for prospects. Yeah, good question, eh? Yeah. Uh, well, let's keep it moving right along. Uh, obviously, a couple more matchups to talk about here. Uh, Aiden was another clutch winner, uh, able to knock off Wendy. Uh, 229.5 to 171.8 for Wendy. So, obviously, uh, Aiden was able to get the win in this one. Uh, but a little bit of a lower point total than some recent weeks. Uh, what, what does this mean for Aiden? Uh, well, this is like a big win for him, right? Like, he's kind of like... Firmly inserted himself in that conversation of like ten and six teams, where like his playoff fate is in his hands, right? Like, if he wins, he's probably gonna get in. If he doesn't win, well, then he's subject to like what other people do. But this point total isn't very inspiring. I don't know if Wendy is like even active. To be honest, I'm not really sure if she sets her lineup or not. But nonetheless, I think that if you're Aiden, like you have to be a little bit concerned about the point total. But as long as you keep getting wins, like who cares really, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and this was especially a big week for Aiden, considering he's got RKR and Cam in his next two weeks. So this, you know, obviously really cements his position. And 
uh, I know you said he's a master of his own destiny now in terms of winning out, but even if he does drop one or two of those matchups, like he still has a, a good position because of that win. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's still in good position. Like, like you said, he he took away he took care of teams that he needed to take care of, and now it's time to uh, prove prove us more by defeating these uh, two top teams in the next couple of weeks. Like. In my opinion, this was like a matchup he had to have. Like, if he lost this, like, his season might as well be over, right? Like, if you can't beat the last place team in the league. Um, but as we, like, we'll preview it. Like, I think RKR is a very winnable matchup for Aiden. I think he can win. Yeah. Cam, prob- probably not. But, like, say he finishes at, like, 11 and 8. That probably gets him in, like, that 7, 8 place range, right? And this win streak is pretty much the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Second half of the season has been the difference for Aiden. Uh, Jamil, uh, we've waited long enough. I think we can talk about your matchup now. Uh, more heartbreak coming uh-huh. into your life, my man. Uh-huh. Uh, at the hands of Jeffrey Chow, of all people. Uh-huh. Chow put up 248.2. Uh, Jamil, you had 237 points. What are what are your feelings after such a tough loss that ended up coming down to the final day? Oh, it was really frustrating. My like, guys probably had one of the best Sundays a guy could ever ask for. Uh, let's see how much I put. 56 points with no negatives whatsoever from anybody. And just Chow, he did it He did it to me again. I think the very first game of the season, uh, week of the season, he did the same thing where he had a, he had a monster Sunday and pretty much put me away. But this one is heartbreaking. <coughs> Only lost by like eleven points, and uh, Whit Merrifield was like going off Sunday, two home runs, sixteen points for me, and I thought I, I thought I had it, um, but uh, you know, shit happens. Gio Gonzalez was slated for for a Sunday start, but unfortunately, like uh, his wife got pregnant and he missed the start, so that's probably the difference for me. Classic mistake, <laughs> uh, Gio. There, <sighs> fucking women, eh? Always screwing shit up with their vaginas. Oh man! <laughs> that it, bitch could have just kept your legs closed one extra day, Jamil. Why? Like literally, I was, I was look, I was so confident. Archer and Gio Gonzalez up for Sunday starts, and I, I actually had a big comeback. I was down like 50, 60 points against Chow, and I came back, and yeah, it was, it was all wasted. Just on, a, he just had the better Sunday. Like I'm man enough to admit that he, he, he had that, but. Like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this makes the Jeffrey Jungle perhaps the most interesting division in the league in terms of how close it is, right? Yeah, like, pretty much, like, every, like, matchup for me matters now at this point because everybody pretty much accepts poor Lim. Sorry, Lim. But uh, everybody but Lim is right there, right behind my tail. So I can't, you know, I can't really rest up here. Wow. But I think I blame you, Nick, because uh, you called out uh, Chow for being playing spoiler against the next couple of last week. So he did it. He did it to me. So let's see if he could keep doing it to other teams, <laughs> yeah, including myself. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> raise an interesting point though, talking about the Jeffrey Jungle. Uh, which uh, the other thing that I wanted to say was that there are now three teams in our league who are ten and six. Uh, Jamil. Aiden and Flex, uh, three owners we've talked about recently. Out of those trio, who would you say has the best championship shot right now? Mm. Based on conferences, Flex. Mm-hmm. Um, Flex or Aiden. 
Because Aiden would cross over right now and be the eight seed, and he'd get RKR. Mm. So Flex would get uh, we get the get you Jamil. Yeah. So uh, you know what? Either of those guys, like whoever gets the eight seed or Flex, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really answer the question. But see, I think a week ago I probably would have said Flex would be the favorite, but he had a, a real bummer of a week this week. Uh, Aiden, I'm not so sure if he has the stuff to put it together through a, a whole playoff run. So I guess I would probably say Jamil, but like it's very interesting to see what those three teams are going to do the rest of the way. It's like super weird to look at the playoff thing and see like Ryan at like the number five spot with like a twelve and four record already clinched, <laughs> and like Jamil and myself and other people with above like them. Worse yeah above them. I think like. In my opinion, and this is like a radical thing, like I almost think that like it should just be a record-based thing, you know? Like I know there's divisions and that makes it fun or whatever, but yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me. Like somebody could win your division, Jamil, with like a shittier record than like Ryan, and then Ryan might get a tougher matchup, right? Like, well, I think it's been like that for, since you know. Beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's what makes the, the end of the year races fun. So I I would say I, I'm in favor of this current system just for the drama of it all. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so going back to talking more about the Jeffrey Jungle, uh, we already talked about Chow and Jamil, obviously. Chris Kennedy uh, in a matchup with Jeffrey Lim, uh, another divisional game. Uh, Chris Kennedy did win, but it was a lot closer than I think anyone would have predicted. 221.8 to 200.3. So Chris Kennedy does get the win over the 3-13 and Lim, but uh, not by a lot. Yeah, probably out of uh, Chow, Chris, and Richard, um, I would put Chris like like last with those three. Like I don't know. His team was peaking early, and now it's like, kind of where it should be, you know, 220s, 200s level. Chris, what, Chris, what the hell, man? This guy and me, Chris and me have beef, man. Like, Why? literally, this guy, like, every time I post on Slack, puts the thumbs down emoji on what I say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, man, first off, what Jamil's trying to tell you, Chris, is that your team is shit and that you're not making the playoffs. Like... <laughs> Enjoy Europa. Two, why the fuck are you putting thumbs down on all my shit, man? Come on, what the fuck? The salt is real. <laughs> Cyberbullying. Yeah, like you don't even you don't even talk. You, like, okay, you talk in other sports, but like that's a shitty channel. Okay, talking league discussion. <laughs> fuck, little bitch. <laughs> Challenging him to a fight in league discussion. I yeah. love it. Like somebody alter the schedule next week. I want this guy. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact I don't want to face Kaminsky. Oh wow! Have a rivalry rivalry week, okay? I, I didn't know you could uh, uh, see who which uh, guys put the emojis on the Slack thing. So yeah, if you hold your mouse over it or click on it, it'll tell you. Oh okay. Yeah, always the thumbs down, man. Always. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I also have beef with Chris Kennedy. Oh wow! Uh, in the sense that I traded him Marco Estrada, uh, and now Marco Estrada is good again. He remembered how to throw the ball. Uh, he put up a total of thirty-two points over two starts this week. So, uh, you know, good work, 
for Chris, I guess, acquiring Estrada right before he learned to be good at baseball again. Wow. He's leading his team this week, too. So That's probably would have been the difference, too, for you, Nick, against Jeremiah, if he had him still. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Is that everybody? I think we missed. Who else did we miss? Uh, yeah, we got a, a. Oh, how can uh, we? We got a couple more. Yeah, Battle of the Richards. Yeah, Richards. <laughs> yeah the, the Richards showdown. Uh, RKR versus Tillo. Uh, and it was Tillo out top uh, in a major way 270.6 to 228.2. Uh, so Richard Tillo continuing to make that uh, Jeffrey Jungle very interesting. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is really disappointing on RKR's part. Like I thought this would be a good statement win, like to kind of, kind of <coughs> put that little cold streak to an to an end. But two twenty eight, and then you know Joey freaking Gallo had a good good week. So yeah. not to like not to like shit on RKR, but this is like in a, a typical Richard Kelly week of like <laughs> mediocre point totals and major disappointment. So like Richard like has more of like a all or nothing team where like his team's either gonna be really good like this or it's gonna be like low to sub two hundreds. So he just hit on a good week, I guess. Record, but here's a question for you guys. Record aside, like without looking at the records, which which team do you like more, Tillos or RKRs? Like long term or just this year? Uh, this year. Like in terms of like uh, now too, like the way Richard's team is clicking, uh, Tillos team is clicking. I mean, in either case, I don't think I could not pick the team with Aaron Judge on it. You know, like yeah, like long term, it's not even close to me. Like I would take. Tillo's oh, yeah, team that's all the sure. way. But I would also take Tillo's team this year. Like, Aaron Judge and Charlie Blackman probably cancel each other out. But, like, he's had, a, like, a good performances from, like, Aaron Nola. Uh, Yabaldo Jimenez has been good, but he has, like, a lot of good pieces that are hitting for him, right? Like, Ben yeah, Intendi. Yeah. Gallo, like you mentioned, has been really good. Eric Hosmer has, like, suddenly remembered how to hit a baseball. Like yeah, Adam Jones. Yeah, like, I would take those guys over, like, Tanner Roark and, like, you know, Corey Dickerson, pretty much any day. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I also think Tillo, I, I just think Tillo's team has more potential, like, on that high end, right? Like, if he's an all or nothing, his all is, like, higher than what Richard Kelly's team is capable of producing, right? So yeah, I see that. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Uh, so our, our final matchup, uh, I believe, from week 17 was the Garth McKinnis Jathish showdown. Uh, another matchup, uh, Rock and Jath uh, did not want to win, I believe. Uh, and Garth McKinnis, in fact, did come out on top 227.7 to 118.5. Don't look now, guys, but Garth McKinnis is 8 and 8 all of a sudden. He is? Uh, he can't make the playoffs because whoever makes a hype video will not be able to put him in it. <laughs> so, like, we'll just have to, like, glaze over his like matchup with like the undertaker theme song <laughs> um and jathish like you're totally bringing dishonor to the house okay come on i can't move back there in a couple weeks with this crap come on <laughs> get it together wow i didn't even realize he was eight and eight <laughs> yeah it's one three in know, a row man. three in a row man is this, his best, this might be his best season i think 
Yeah, I was going to ask, has he won more games than this before? <laughs> uh, honestly, don't remember. I don't, it, I don't think so. It could very well be his best one. Yeah. Wow. Well, you can finish above 500. Yeah. Yeah. That was quick. That was a quick recap. Uh, it was hard and fast, just the, the way I like it. Okay. All right. This is a PG <laughs> podcast, okay? I mean, <laughs> I heard what you said about Chris earlier, so... Yeah, well, we could censor that stuff, I guess, but... This is like, my mom listens to this, okay? <laughs> we will send through that stuff, okay? Uh, <laughs> you, you pulled that one back just in time. Uh, well, enough of this midpoint banter. Let's talk about this week. All right. Matchup of the week. What is it? I mean, I would say that based on everything that's happened so far, the matchup of the week is probably me against Chow. Okay. Uh, j- just because Chow, like... I mean, right now it's not especially close, but Chow has 153 points already. That's huge. Uh, I'm doing okay. I've got 92.6, but, like, Chow is just on fire. Ever since he uh, knocked off Jamil, he's gotten that that power back, and uh, he's really looking good right now. I told you, it's your fault. You called him You called him out, and now he's playing spoiler. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he's not playing spoiler, though. He can legitimately make the playoffs. That's true. If he wins out, like, he's probably going to make the playoffs. And I'm scared because Jeffrey Chow as a manager is like insane. But um, yeah. And Donaldson's finally back to being Donaldson too. Like Nick, do you think there's any way you can win this out? Like, are you worried? Oh, obviously I'm worried. I'm pretty sure the the odds of me winning this one are getting dimmer. Uh, there is a chance that I could have some very good pitching performances uh, over the weekend. I do my starts line up pretty well for Sunday at least. Uh, I can be thankful for that but yeah i think it's gonna be very impressive if i'm able to come back and win this one i have no expectation for myself at all right now just based on how the week's gone to date and so for me it's a real question like i mean i'm sure a lot of managers are going through this where i i have three games left now i'm pretty sure i'm gonna lose this one uh if i beat jathish next week then i'll still have the conference win tiebreaker down uh which means that it could all come down to whether or not i'm able to beat flex in the final week of the season, and that's just a wild position to be in already, eh? Well, I think a lot of teams are in this position. Like, especially if you look like right now, there's like five teams that are eight and eight right now, or better, like nine and seven. So, and there's only two spots, right? Basically, at this point, there's only two or three spots up for grabs. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm also curious what Chaz thinking. Uh, whether he's got his eyes solely on a, a playoff spot or whether there might be some strategy for him in terms of trying to finish in the Europa instead. Well, I remember talking to him in the deadline. And, like, I was asking him, like, yo, are you, are you, is, it, is it a time for sell or, like, what's up? And he said he's still gunning for it. So I'm not surprised that he's, he, that he's gunning for a playoff spot. Mm, interesting. Well, you know, he's back-to-back champion. He's got to get in get in there and hope to make it a three-peat somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did lose the Community Shield, which, as we've learned, is the how you win. Mm. Yep. A <laughs> uh, couple other interesting matchups this week, not just my own. Uh, we have RKR against Aiden. 
Uh, obviously, lots of implications for the playoffs there, especially in terms of playoff seeding. Uh, right now, Aiden is up by a narrow margin, 75.6 to 63.3. Who you guys got? Uh, I'm going to go Aiden, just because it's like... I think again, like it's a Richard Tillo situation where his like upper echelon is slightly higher than what Richard Kelly will be able to achieve. So I would say like maybe like two forty five to two thirty for Aiden, something like that. Yeah, normally I would pick RKR. You know, we've been calling his voodoo magic, um, as we call it. But uh, I don't know it's looking like it's drying out, and uh, Aiden's the hotter team. So I'm gonna go with Aiden. Uh, see, I'm going to stick with RKR uh, on the basis that Aiden had two very bad pitching performances today. Uh, after today, he'll have used six starters. Uh, RKR will have only used uh, three, I believe. So, obviously, it's going to be a low-scoring matchup. Nobody's breaking 300 in this one. But I think RKR will be able to stay consistent enough and use his remaining starts wisely enough that he can uh, pull off a win here and uh, really shake things up a little bit. I see that, though. RKR has a lot of injuries in his uh, pitching. Uh, I think Cobb went down recently and Felix Hernandez, too. So those are two big blows. for That's already a kind of not-so-strong rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, lots of injuries to be battled uh, at this time of year. Uh, another big matchup has to be Ryan against Flex, uh, a matchup that could potentially be a preview of what the championship matchup could look like. Uh, and right now, Ryan is up 98.4 to 79.8. Uh, you know, what What are we thinking about this Clash of the Titans late in the season? Well, Ryan's bounced back, but he has used a lot of starts to get there. Like, I think... Oh, he's used another one tonight. So he's up to five starts tonight. Um, so if we go by that logic, got to go with Flex, right? This flex is only used two. Ooh. Um, so that's kind of a big gap. Um, and Ryan's still really hurt, so I'll, I'll go with flex. I think it's going to still be close. Um, but just kind of going by that logic, I didn't know he already used the five starts. So I'm going to go flex as well. Uh, I, too, am going to take flex for similar reasons. I think Ryan's in a bit of a funk right now. His team's not playing up to its full potential. But also, like, if Flex loses this one, that's really bad for him in terms of playoff chances because uh, he's got, you know, half that conference on his heels right now nipping at that spot. Whereas, at least with Ryan, it's not like he... Well, he's clinched. What's he got to play for? Yeah. Rest no. of starters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the real life implications carry over into fantasy. I know. Real life. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, that's another match to keep your eye on. Uh, speaking of teams to keep your eye on, Cam, uh, looking to continue these high point totals and stay hot and high forever. Uh, he has 102.1 points right now uh, compared to 69.3 for Ian. Uh, what are we thinking about uh, in terms of Cam? How high can he go? Can he break 300 again? Yeah, I think he definitely can. Like He's only used two starts if you include tonight. And he's already over 100, so if you calculate in the fact he's probably going to get over seven starts, like it's pretty reasonable to think he's going to crack 300, maybe even 350 again. Mm. I can see that too. Joey Votto's had a good start. It's only Wednesday, so. Yeah, so. 
Well, and Nelson Cruz with the two home run game again tonight. So, yeah, I think uh, Cam might be able to keep up these high point totals uh, as much as I'm sure Ian wants to beat him and is not trying to tank at all. <laughs> I tried to wink, but that's not good audio. Sorry. Yeah, I heard, I heard about this last week. Ian is definitely trying. Um, yeah. He tries all the time. I love how the question... I love how the question was, like, how high can Cam score? Not even, like, who do we have on this one? (laughs) (laughs) If you had Ian, like, I don't know. You're not allowed on the podcast anymore. (laughs) Well, in in a situation where one team really wants to win and one team really doesn't, normally those teams find a way to make it happen. Yeah, that's true. And the ones that don't want to win tend to make that happen, too. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Garth McInnes already a little bit, uh, his sneaky season uh, and his road back to 8-8. Eight and, eight. Uh, and he's in a, a tough one. Boyo, uh, he's up against Chris Kennedy. Uh, and right now, he has the narrowest of leads, uh, 100.5 points to 98.6 points for Chris Kennedy. Uh, could Garth McInnes pull this off? Is the you know dream season still alive for him? I definitely, he could definitely pull it off. Um I think he gets Kluber again, so that's a good that's a good add-on. I I just want to point out two things. One that Chris Kennedy used three starts tonight, so they're actually like pretty much even in starts now. And like I think you can basically eliminate whatever team loses this matchup from playoff contention, right? Mm-hmm. If Garth McInnes goes to eight and nine, he's done. And I think in the Jeffrey Jungle, if Chris Kennedy goes to nine and eight, he's probably also done. Right. Um, so interesting to watch for that sake of it, but I, I'm gonna take Garth McKinnis. I think I think he's gonna win. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Garth as well. Just like like you said, like that season, he's kind of going over 500. It's looking like it. So and he gets Kluber again. He's been red hot as well. And Chris's team is kind of it's kind of past his peaking uh, peak point. So like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the L. Yeah. Well, not to continue my role as loan to center on this one, but I think I'm going to stick with Chris. Uh, Garth McInnes has had, you know, three big wins in a row that, that are obviously very meaningful for his team, but they've all come with low point totals. Uh, I really don't think that he'll be able to escape another one. Chris Kennedy obviously had some bad starts tonight. He is a uh, he's going to need to improve ahead of the weekend if he wants to be able to uh, pull this one out. But, uh, yeah, I still think that he'll be able to do it in the end. Yeah, I agree. Just kidding, I don't. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you previously said you disagreed, so I wasn't really sure where you were going That's with that one. Old, but. Yeah. Zoned out, but I don't agree. <laughs> uh, speaking of zoning out, uh, you could say that Lim and Jathish have both sort of zoned out as owners. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a real race to the bottom between those two. Uh, and they have a matchup yet to really prove it. Uh, right now, Jathish is up 90.4 to 53.3 for Lim. Uh, two teams that want to lose. Someone has to win, though. Uh, who you got? Uh, Jathish. I have no reason other than he's winning currently by a lot. Uh, and screw it. started zero games. Oh, he has? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if he'll get to seven, so... <laughs> Screw it, I'm going to go Lim Let's go Jeffrey Jungle Alright uh, I'm going to go Jathish uh, 
I don't want to try and outthink him because I, I don't want to be in his headspace at all, even for a minute. Uh, but I do think it's a situation where Jathish wants to be the best of the Vaz teams so that he can play Wendy in the first round uh, and make it to the finals more easily. Uh, and that would be a situation where he'd probably have one more win than the other teams because he has very few conference wins. So there's not a chance that him winning this one will knock him out of the Vaz, but it could give him better seating. So I think he actually maybe on some level wants to win this one uh, and will do just so against Lim, who still does not want to win. Um, that's actually pretty fair. I don't know if Jathish listens to the podcast, but if he uh, if he hears this and if he's able to confirm it on Slack, I am actually very curious to know if he did the same mental calculus I just did on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's time. We might as well jump into the, the grudge match here. <laughs> Two podcast hosts up against each other. Brothers torn asunder, uh, Jamil versus Jeremiah, and an all-out backroom brawl. Uh, right now, Jeremiah, you are up 97 to 82 for Jamil. Uh, how are you guys feeling? I won't ask you who you got because I got a pretty good guess <laughs> for each of you, but how, how are you feeling in this one? You want to go Jeremiah first? You can go first. Well, fuck, man. If Ryan Zimmerman stops putting up 25 points, we'll be fine. <laughs> fuck, man. Like... I- <laughs> I want to point out that I was up 60 points coming into today, and now I'm up 15. Like, the man is on fire. I think, honestly, I'm not that confident. I will not lie. Like, we're even in starts now, as you used two guys tonight, and I didn't use any, but I'm not that confident. I think my offense has been terrible. Your offense is, like, actually good. So, I'm scared. Well, to contradict you there, like, my offense was so bad that I had, it produced me seven negative 7.3 yesterday. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to stay up. Like, Whit Merrifield, Ryan Zimmerman, Travis Shaw, you know, they're going to bounce back, I think. So, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, this is tough. Like, usually, probably putting up a good total like this on on one day, I would be confident. But I'm not so confident just because Chris freaking Sale put up his best, probably best start of the year, 30.5 points already. And he gets them again. So... The good thing is it's in Yankee Stadium, so hopefully that helps a bit. But it's scary. <laughs> <Great> to, <for me. laughs> it's scary. It's scary to see uh, fail twice in one week, and also Carlos Martinez. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe I'm still buddy from the last brawl. A buddy from the last brawl with Nick last week. So <laughs> I, I haven't had time to change my shirt in between matchups. So if you want to fight, there might be some germ concerns. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Gio Gonzalez puts up, you know, a solid 19 points today. Yeah. Or I could have used that on Sunday, yeah. but... Mike Leake shit the bed, but uh, yeah. what do you do, right? Yeah. But huh. we'll see. I think it's going to be close. Um, to be honest, I thought it wasn't going to be close after that shitty performance I had yesterday. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, Tim Beckham's been hot. That's been a good pickup for me while Matt, Matt Kemp's out. So hopefully uh, Zimmerman and uh, Upton keep it up. What about you, Nick? Here's a you. You could uh, break the tie here. Who, who'd you got? <laughs> I gotta put my thumb on the scale, huh? <laughs> I, I, I mean, Jamil's had a big day. I think that would be a uh, would would definitely makes it more interesting. 
Uh, I do think I got to stick with the evil division of evil brotherhood and say, Jeremiah, you know, he beat me last week. I, I got to see him rolling on here and uh, really securing that division league, I'm afraid. Appreciate the love. <laughs> but I, it's definitely safe to say this is like a, a must win for me. Just looking at Richard Tillo's schedule up ahead and it's looking very not so tough. So I can't, uh, you know have a coast to the playoffs here. I got to win every match of the rest of the way. And I believe if we tie, uh, this according to Adam, if we tie, I do have the tiebreaker. So even that is still kind of scary. So this is a must win. Mm. Yeah, well, it's uh, that time of year. You just can't afford to really lose any at this stage of the game. It's true. Uh, two teams that can't afford to lose some, however, uh, Garth Newton and Wes, uh, both of whom are 5-11, and 11, just looking outside of the, the Vaz right now, uh, in a, also in a race to the bottom just to try and sneak in, I think, uh, because the point total right now, 41.3 for Wes to 30.7 for Garth Newton. Really not a fine showing from either team at this moment. How is Garth Newton this bad? Yeah, it's hard to figure out. Like, you would think a team with Paul Goldschmidt, Manny Machado, Chris Davis, Starling Marte would not be this bad. Chris Taylor, who's been hot. Yeah, like, I don't understand. And it's not like he's benching guys, too. He's actually plugging them in the lineup. Yeah. That, to me, like, him and Wes are in the worst spot. Because you're not in, the like, the Vaz competition, so you can't even get the first pick. And you're going to get your ass kicked in Europa. So, like, just sad. Just sad spot to be. Is there any chance Truly. for these guys to make it to the Vaz, or is it is it a done deal? Is only those four guys that we mentioned? Yeah, well, I, Ian, Jathish, Lim, and Wendy seemingly have a stranglehold right now, just because uh, they would lose. Well, yeah, they would lose tiebreakers as is. Like if Ian won, then that would make things a little more interesting. But right now, it seems like those four bottom feeders have it on lock. Yeah. But imagine if Garth does somehow get into the Vaz and win and gets the first pick. So next <laughs> year is looking even better for him. So uh, That would be incredible. Hmm. Uh, two teams, though, that uh, say maybe that they're looking to next year, but they still have a chance to do something this year. Uh, the 8-8 eight eight battle uh, of Mike Kaminsky versus also 8-8 eight eight Ash Sebastian and the Moneyballers. Uh, Mike is up early 77 to 72.3. Uh, this is a really tough one. Uh, I'm not sure who I like in this one. What do you guys think? Really, I like Kaminsky. I think it's not that tough. Uh, Kaminsky's just <laughs> on fire. And I don't know, not except for Arenado and Gary Sanchez, I don't see anybody else producing for, for Ash. I mean, that's true. Uh, Kaminsky does have some injuries, so I can see that argument that he might not be able to do so well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Kaminsky is the hot team right now, so uh, it's hard to bet against that. It does seem like he's in a good position to win this one. Yeah, I, I don't really see like guys like Darvish and uh, Stanton slowing down as well, So like and Bregman too, so... Uh, well, then let's wrap up with uh, 
a final one, uh, which is Richard Tillo against Wendy. Uh, obviously a, a very tight matchup, I'm sure we all agree. Uh, but Tillo is up 107.1 to Wendy's 41.1. Uh, who you got? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Tillo. Yeah. He's a, he's a <laughs> buddy of mine, but I'm like shaking my head of how close he's coming towards that, that division. So unfortunately it's going to be Tillo. Yeah, well, and then after this week, Tillo, uh, I don't know if we actually said this, but Tillo has Chris Kennedy and then Lim. So he has a, a very good chance to win out, I would think. Or Jamil. <sighs> <laughs> Rough times. I know. Well, but I still got to believe, you know? You, you could still win this week, so. <laughs> and you have this, like, clutch playoff gene in you where last year you totally screwed me over. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So, I mean... Don't count yourself out just yet. You, did you pay yeah, Adam well, for that bet yet or no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave it with my league fee this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember waiting I was like, on come my... on, man. You can't bet against the playoff streak. Yeah, I'm waiting on my Gary Sanchez money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Pretty excited about that. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but... Uh, Three weeks left to go, right? Yeah. Two and a half. Very exciting time. <laughs> yeah, we're in the, the home stretch now, and I'm sure we'll all be watching our own scores and the scores of others very carefully this week. <laughs> For sure. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I think that's just about going to do it for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, agreed. Maybe we can wrap it up. Yeah, well, uh, obviously a, a tight episode for you guys, but uh, hopefully you still enjoy. We did our best to review and preview. Uh, thanks again, as always, to Jamil and Jeremiah. Uh, always good to have both those guys here uh, for this fun episode. Uh, and I think on behalf of all of us here at Flex Fox Broadcasting, good night and good fantasy.